All right, welcome to this week's episode, episode 22. Thank you to everyone uh, that's been listening. Uh, Dante, how you doing? Oh, man. Well, uh, I turned 28 yesterday, so I just want to say, fuck, made it. Last year, you gave me a, a, it was an office mug, and I was happy about that, but you left me a note saying, uh, fuck you, join the 27th club. Basically it was, it me, was eat shit and join the 27th club. Yeah, basically telling me, I hope you die. Yeah, pretty and, much, yeah. Uh, fucking didn't. I survived. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm doing all right. Um, I have a crazy story that I want to tell. I've already told you, but I want to share it with the podcast. Um, but anyway, what's our socials? Let's get let's get that out of the way. Um, you can get our socials at at Torpass Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And that's also, uh, you can email us at torpasspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us a voice message, you can find us on the Anchor app. Uh, that's how we record this podcast. You can send us a message, and if we like it, we'll put it in the show. And also, while we're plugging things, uh, Abandoned West merch presale bundle thing ends on Friday, so go pick that up. You can get a shirt, a record, some stickers, a shot glass, a koozie, some pins, a whole bunch of shit for a good price. So yeah, that ends on Friday, so get your orders in. Some snakes and sparklers. Oh, many snakes and sparklers. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I've been dealing. I've told you about this. You've been dealing. You shouldn't be I've talking dealing, about this on the podcast. Oh wow, that's a real good joke, Herman. <laughs> I've been dealing with this fucking battle with this woman in Alaska. Um, so oh, basically, the thing you talked about. Before, oh no, yeah, okay, okay, never mind. No, you didn't talk about this on the podcast. podcast. You yeah, told about. I, I we told actually, you. We actually talked off we actually the podcast. Talked, and and I confided in you as a friend, and I guess you just don't care. No, I didn't tell anyone about this. I kept this a secret. It's not a secret. I'm telling everyone now. It, okay. Anyway, um, so I, as you know, Swamp Shark Vintage on Instagram and Depop. Uh, I do vintage, and I, I that's the thing I'm doing. It's all my income right now, pretty much. It's uh, a big project of mine. Um, anyway, so there's a Facebook group called Thrift Center on Facebook, and it's just people buying, selling, trading vintage clothing. Um, this woman posts this these pictures of like 20 shirts and they're all like beer shirts and cigarette shirts. And they're all like really rad and desirable and people want them. She said, 160 bucks. I'll ship these to you. So I message her and, uh, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, she's in Alaska. Her Facebook says Fairbanks, Alaska. And, um, I'm like, Hey, you know, I hate to do this, but like, do you mind just like, proven to me that you have the shirts and that you'll send them like do you have an ebay account do you have anything like to prove to me that you you know you have a good rapport like you're not ripping me off and she was like tell you what how about i i like make a video and like use a keyword that you want me to use and that'll prove that i have them and whatever i'm like okay she does that i'm like all right this has got to be legit um 160 bucks is a really good deal but it's not like too good of a deal it didn't seem too good to be true. So whatever. I send her the money, give her my address. She's go- she's, she goes like, cool. I get you the tracking number. Uh, don't hear anything after that. Three days go by. Four days go by. I'm messaging her. I'm messaging her like every day, like tracking number. Can I get the tracking number? Did you ship it? Whatever. Nothing. I try calling her um, through Facebook. She texts me back saying, I'll get you the tracking number shortly. Like, another week goes by. I'm messaging her every day. Two weeks go by. 
something like that. The time frame doesn't matter. But eventually, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I think I got ripped off. So I, like, Google her name to try to figure out who she is and, like, where she works. And maybe I could try to get in touch with her there or something. Um, And this article pops up. And it's called Go Fraud Me is the name of the website of the article. This woman lied to her community saying that one of her daughters has cancer and did a GoFundMe and raised like almost $10,000 for her fake cancer daughter and uh, like went to jail for it. And so, yeah, I probably got fucking ripped off is the moral of the story. Um, I also called her mom at one point. Her mom's like a staple of the community and like a realtor and talked to her and her mom was super nice and was like yeah i'm so sorry this isn't the first or last time she does this shit she's terrible i don't keep in touch with her her mom was like file a police report you know so um yeah to brianna carhan carnahan of uh fairbanks alaska uh fuck you and give me my money back did you file uh, a police report um yeah, I don't like dealing with police, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just kind of one of these things. I kind of called them like, hey, I kind of called them expecting them to be like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Sorry. But they actually took down my info and they're like, oh, yeah, we know who she is, you know. Um, and they yeah, they I feel like gonna... that's the only thing you can do is like not so much for you, but to stop it from happening to somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. She's just she's probably just fucking sociopath or crazy person and whatever you know but it sucks but it's not the end of the world and you know just it's just people like that are fucking terrible um well i got a really cool shirt today that i'm super pumped about oh yeah what's that um i do that uh i get that mystery pro pro wrestling crate box every month right and this month it has like do you you ever heard of do you watch like the gi joe cartoons when you were a kid or did you ever see any of that not really actually no not at all I was a big fan when I was a little kid of G.I. Joe. Like, I had a bunch of G.I. Joes. Like, I watched the show. And Sergeant Slaughter, who is also a wrestler, was a character on the TV show. So this month, I got this really cool G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter t-shirt from Pro Wrestling Crate. Nice. <coughs> so, yeah, not going to sell it or anything. But, yeah, I know it was pretty cool. I got that. I got a Matt Hardy shirt. I got a Honky Tonk Man little micro brawler. Um, and a Walter signed photo. So yeah, it was a good, good month for the pro wrestling crate. If you're a wrestling fan and you're into like a bunch of different kinds, like even indie stuff and like classic wrestling and stuff, I highly recommend pro wrestling crate. It's like 25, 30 bucks a month and the two shirts alone are worth it. And if you don't like stuff, you can sell it and make your money back. Fuck yeah. Oh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Mike in North Carolina. Thank you. Thank you for everyone wishing me a happy birthday, but thank you for him. And also, he mentioned that he has listened to every episode and uh, greatly appreciate you. You're a great dude. Did you do anything special for your birthday? Not really, uh, because, you know, the hurricane, you know, thing. Yeah. But it's fine. It's not an important birthday for me. Uh, Happy and healthy, and so is everyone I care about directly in my family. So that's really all I can, you know, I'm. It's a, it's, I'm happy. I'm happy with it, you know. Well, there you go. But the world's a terrible place, and, um, you know, fucking, I think things are going to get better, hopefully. Hopefully. Vote. Fucking vote, motherfuckers. If it didn't mean anything, they wouldn't try to keep you from doing it. Exactly. 
So we got. That's just what they want you to think, man. Yeah, just drink the Kool Aid, bro. Oh man. Uh, but anyways, we had a good guest today. Yeah, Eric motherfucking Goodyear. Pairs the band, and also uh, we played bass with Banded Brigade. And uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I think we should just throw that. Let's just fucking go into it. Eric Goodyear of Pairs the Band, welcome to the show. Dante. <laughs> Dante, Dante, Dante. Matt's here too. Do you guys What's remember up? meeting? I know we were all in at Brack Rock together in Belgium. It was brief. It was brief. Yeah, and I got I got a pretty bad black eye last Brack Rock, so I was kind of concentrating on that a lot. Uh, right <laughs> off the bat, what happened with that? Oh, I... Uh, that was the day before, right? Yeah, the day before we played in London with The Descendants and uh, uh, CJ Ramon. And, uh, yeah, in the middle of our set, uh, I did a jump or a foot touched the monitor when was on the monitor and it went down. And when it went down, it caused the microphone to just straight up hit me in the eye. So you, you fell into the mic or the mic hit you? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Like I, I was going towards the mic as the mic just like went right into my face. I really love that the entire rest of the band and Lisa, your tour manager, um, and Matt, our sound guy, and Matt, your sound guy, all fucking put uh, makeup on their eyes to make it look like they also <laughs> got black eyes. I know that was awesome. That was one of the sweetest things yeah. on a tour ever. That, dude, that must have sucked. Like going straight from London to Belgium for that, and then I think you guys like drove through the night that night too, right? Yeah, and my yeah, I was in a lot of pain, and <laughs> they they gave me like medicine, but it's like so weird getting medicine in Europe because it's like, oh, I'm just gonna get some pain medicine, or oh, I'm gonna get some eye drops. Nope, not over there. There, it's like we don't have eye drops, but we have really clean water, and we have it <laughs> in a pile. It's not eye drops, but it's pretty clean water, and it's in something that looks like it would be eye drops. <laughs> Did they? Did they? Did a doctor say it's just some pretty clean water? <laughs> no, no. Th- this time that that was. I always have eye problems when I go to Europe for some reason because that was uh, at Gross Rock. I had an eye problem, and then uh, this time they uh, gave me a lotion to rub around my eye. Yeah, just to decrease this the swelling or something. I'm assuming. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. I had to rub it and it was really crazy because my eye was so swollen and like there were all these crazy eye boogers like built up and stuff. It was oh. kind of gross. Yeah, a little bit. Also, I never had a black eye before. Yeah, that's a good thing, you know. Yeah, I guess made so. It, made it that far. Matt, you ever had a black eye? Have I ever had a black eye? I'm, I yeah. was thinking about it and I don't think I have. I don't think I have I either. I don't recommend it. Yeah, you don't recommend I- it? No. Probably never had a never had a broken bone before. Knock on wood. Yeah, for real. Me, me too. Neither have I. You're also what? Never been sung by a bee. I got sung by a bee like a month ago. It sucked. But (laughs) actually, it was the night of uh, Brian's party. Really? Brian's birthday party. The day that, like, earlier that day, I got sung by a bee. Yeah. In the eye? What? No, in the lake. Why are you saying in the eye? I just, I always feel like it's going to be around the eye. 
<laughs> it's a pretty small target of the entire human body. I went fishing the other day. And, I saw that, dude. Yeah, and the fish. And it, yeah, that was a big fish. It wasn't just me. It was a bunch of us. But, you know, I had to take that one picture with me holding the fish so it looked like I did catch it. You didn't um, catch it. We it was it's a hard thing to bring in uh to the boat you got like uh we we all like took turns because uh you know you gotta like work on it for a while mm-hmm. trying to s- slowly drag it and it was actually caught on the fin too which is apparently a lot harder to reel in than through the mouth probably um also uh that that time you can't see it in the picture but i actually had uh like got suntan lotion in my eye and I think I, and I rubbed it and I must've gotten like fish shit in my eyes and <laughs> I just got really swollen. And, uh, in that picture I'm wearing sunglasses, but actually my eyes are closed. So you, dude, you just have bad eye problems. I know. I don't know why it's always with my eyes. It sucks. And this, this picture's on your Instagram. Yeah. It's my and last picture on my Instagram. Yeah. What's your Instagram for the people listening? If they want to go check it out. My name, Eric Mason Goodyear. Well, there you go. You can see this picture right there. E-R-I-C-H. Yeah, I, I, I still have your name spelled wrong in my phone. It's E-R-I-C. That's it. What if you would have been like E-R-I-C-K-H? That way, you know, you've got each spelling. <laughs> Speaking of your Instagram, um, how... If you also go to his Instagram, you'll find a thing that a segment he has called Eric's Little Churches. Mm-hmm. How did that start? And can you explain that to the to the to the listeners? Well, it all started <laughs> with a little drug called MDMA. And, uh, <laughs> one night we were in uh, London, me, Brian, Zach, and uh, Whitney from Days and Days, and we were uh, really fucked up. And I don't know, we were like by a church and I had been thinking about making this handle for a while. And I was just like that night, like, yo, I want to take a picture in front of a church and then I want to become an internet sensation. And everyone in the group was like, yeah. And uh, I don't know, ever since then, when I've been around churches, I just like to take a picture. And it's something that's stuck. Uh, I haven't seen any good churches in a minute, but, you know, going to Europe, Pretty crazy gothic fucking uh, churches, so I like to take a picture by it. They're probably pretty old most of the time in your. They're all old, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're all like usually at least a hundred years old, I'd imagine. Didn't something yeah, else crazy happen that night with a bird or something? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really remember too much. Whitney remembers more because she brought it up last time I saw her, but. Uh, yeah, this bird just hit somebody on a bike, I'm pretty sure. Like somebody, some, somebody just hit a bird on their bike. It was like crazy. Brian made it sound like the bird disintegrated. Like yeah, it just I mean, went poof. Yeah, I mean, the bird. Somebody. Yeah, the bird just, yeah. <laughs> I got up, maybe it got caught up in the bike tire or something. It was, it, was, it was late at night and we were on drugs and we just saw it happen so quick. We were like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was there, but I wasn't there partying. I think I was sleeping. Oh, yeah, you were sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh, 
Now, now everybody tells me when they hear the Shania Twain song, that don't impress me much. They think of me. Yeah, that's also one of your Ericisms. Is yep. that song? How did that start? I was really bored two Christmases ago at my family's house, and I just thought it'd be funny to tell people what doesn't impress me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Perry's made a shirt about it. Um, yeah, we did. That would have been on the new line of merch that would have came on this uh, hot 2020 tour. Yeah. Your question some more, though. I've been uh, working on a couple of under wraps music projects and uh, been learning uh, guitar and drums on top of playing the bass guitar, which I already do, and singing and playing a little more piano. Like, just kind of trying to, you know, flex my music muscles since I have so much downtime. Yeah, definitely. And that's pretty much been it. I've been doing that and doing exercise. You know? Yeah, you've been working out a lot, right? Yeah. 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 I've kind of been chilling this week just because, uh, well, today I didn't do anything because I thought it would be raining. And uh, I don't know, just, oh, yeah, I went fishing last week. So it was a little hard for me to do it on some days. But yeah. I try to do it like five times a week. Man, I, um, I just want to just applaud you for fucking kicking ass with that man like you, you've dropped so much weight and you seem so yeah. much happier and healthier dude like thanks that's so awesome yeah I, I do feel a lot better and uh it's really helped me through uh quarantine because uh yeah i have done a lot of that this uh five months um and it's really helped me you know just get through thinking about shit and you have one like thing the- you can control you know Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's also just honestly, when this whole thing first happened, that's like all I was thinking. I was like, oh, no, this sucks. But then I was like, oh, but it's going to be just awesome to like work out for two hours a day. That got old pretty quick. But (laughs) (laughs) I was loving it at first. But then after a while, I started feeling like a prisoner, like like in my own schedule. I don't know. It was weird. I see everybody out at the park since this whole thing started and after a while, I started feeling like I was a hamster on a wheel or something. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still doing stuff. I've just been going to the levee, really. I've been going to the levee and going to like your neck of the woods, Harahan. <laughs> really? Jogging or something? Uh, r- riding my bike. Riding your bike, yeah. yeah. They yeah. got houses on the river out there. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. Like, right. Um, Sorry, we're going to get real New Orleans right now, Harmon. <laughs> real real Nolans. No one says that. No. Uh, Dante does. No, I don't. Um. It's actually New Orleans. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's that's not true either. It's anyway. Uh, yeah, those houses um, where Jefferson Parish meets Orleans. That's mm-hmm. the, those houses are like squatters technically. Like they they're grandfathered in. They've been there for so long they can't kick them out. But they don't own that property. It's it's a crazy thing. Whoa. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it, it it's crazy, but like. Yeah, there's this whole like community of these like five different houses and uh they're all on the river and I don't know, doesn't seem like the best place to live, but it's probably pretty cool. Yeah. You're like it looks like a swamp house out of a movie. Yeah. Kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. It's crazy when the river's real high too cuz they're just dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for living in a place that's free, I guess. <laughs> you think it's free? Oh, I just mean they're like they don't own it, and you know, like they're they're technically squatting legally, you know, or at least that's what my dad told me. I don't know. You think they pay rent? You think they They, pay swamp? You think they swamp rent? 
They play. They they pay Swamp Rent to this to to Satchmo the Swamp Swamp Monster. They have to make them. They have to make them chicken and andouille uh, gumbo, but once <laughs> chicken andouille and shrimp. Yeah, no, you got to get the recipe right, or he'll he'll eat your firstborn. Yeah, you got to you got to get the root just uh, the round consistency he likes, or else mm-hmm. yeah. he gets those again. By the way, real funny thing, you know how it's like uh, <laughs> lotion on the skin, or it gets the hose again. Real yeah. funny joke on that. It puts the lotion on its skin. Or it gets the hose again. But what if I like the hose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the skin, but can I get hose? I like the hose. That reminds me, I wasn't there, but didn't you do, uh, you know, like, so like I, I toured with you guys a lot and then I kind of dipped out, did my own thing. And I was just told by, other members of your band that there was a period where you were just doing a lot of impressions like at the crowd. Yes, that was definitely a thing in our sets for a while. What 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 were some of the people that you were doing impressions of? Oh <laughs> I don't know. You almost have to find the videos. Um I don't know. Just a few man. Like just <laughs> Well, Austin Powers, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Al Pacino. No, uh, <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, uh, I, there's a couple. <laughs> See, w- we had a thing on our, our like our last couple of tours where uh, Zach kind of would just get people in the crowd to say some like an impressions or ask an impression. So I don't know. There's some videos out there that people would say stuff, and I, I would really have to think on the minute. And uh, some of it was maybe even something I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that I was think, a good our sets. Huh? I think Brian told me you did Austin Towers to like 5,000 people in the UK or something and no one laughed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't like that. They don't like, uh, they, and they don't say hello, governor. And all that. <laughs> well, I, I was surprised they say hello. I thought they said hello. Like, you know, why, why have that interesting? We're very sorry to any UK listeners. Um, we also sound silly, probably to you, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're just a bunch of gumbo eating fools. <laughs> just some some crawdaddy fingered motherfuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bu- 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 What's speaking your of England? Speaking oh, of England, no, I was just ahead. there in January with Band Aid Brigade. Oh yeah, you also play in Band Aid Brigade. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, went on their first two tours. Uh, first one to the West Coast and second one to Europe. And Ben Davis drove us in the uh, Europe tour. It's pretty easy. Pretty pretty successful. Got to play um, some nice places. Was that 2020? Was that this year? That was this yeah, year, that was right? at the start of this year. And we were talking about coronavirus like the entire trip. That's crazy. You guys, like you got to tour Europe this year. You know how many I people? I know can't say that <laughs> i know well it's funny too because when i got the option i was like oh like that's what sold me i was like well i mean how am i not going to want to tour in europe like i kind of want to do that every opportunity i can you know yeah yeah definitely so even yeah. though you know some countries like to follow rules a lot i'm not going to say who but it's okay i can get past that what, what are you referencing that to um, just, you know, 
some countries really love following uh, rules and uh, making sure you pay for the bathroom, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm know. not trying to say any specific names here. I'm not trying to throw any country under the bus. Okay? I, I'll say it. It's fucking Germany. A lot of weird rules like that. And I you love must pay the, You must pay the euro to use the pooper. Yeah. Oh, you don't have streusel for your doulos? Oh. <laughs> you weren't gonna. You weren't gonna say the name of the country, but you will openly mock how they talk. No? I was. I was there once. I think. <laughs> I think it was like the. I think it was like the first time I used one of those pay toilets and it w- it was like taking me a while and I was like wondering if like a voice was going to come up like you need to insert another euro if you must use the poopa. <laughs> <laughs> like is there a time limit on those things or can you be in there all day? Yeah. Um yeah, I know, right? Uh I kind of felt that too. I was uh, I've been in that situation where I'm like, man, now that I paid, I feel like like I feel like <laughs> this is like the McDonald's Canal Street. Like you only have an hour to be there, you know. And you have to pay to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a crazy that's thing. That's here in Orleans. It's like kind of classy. Wait, you have to pay to use the bathroom there. You have to pay to use the bathroom, and they give you a ticket, and you only and it, it expires in an hour, like your food ticket. And they'll like come up to you checking everyone's ticket, and if you don't have it, they'll kick you out. I guess that makes sense on Canal Street. Yeah, it's a very busy. Yeah, street. So busy. Yeah, they're like really busy, but yeah. I mean, they like kind of play by different rules than other McDonald's. You can't have nothing nice down here. Motherfuckers are crazy. It's like a renegade McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to be better than everybody. You know what's some bullshit about McDonald's? They took away all day breakfast. I just found that out. Why? Oh, no. I, I don't know. I think because of Corona. I mean, they're like, can we all you. talk about this? Look, a real subject on that whole thing. All day breakfast. Okay, great. Not going to have Egg McMuffin? What's even the fucking point? I don't know, man. I'm a breakfast burrito guy myself. You get two of those, I put ketchup on it. But an egg McMuffin is staple, and if you're not going to get it all day, then you might as well not offer the all-day breakfast menu, because you're basically not offering your most popular breakfast menu item. Do they have hash browns either? I don't even think they have They have them giant-ass one-potato kind of hash browns. No, I'm saying, but was that an all-day thing? Oh, yeah, that's an all-day thing. But that's all done now. They don't do all-day breakfast anymore, at least from what I've noticed. Why? I don't know. The world's a terrible What is place. everyone's... I, I work in the restaurant industry, and I'll never understand everyone's obsession with, like, making breakfast, like, this limited, like, you know, like, ooh, like, you're only going to get it at a certain time period, so you better wake up early. It's like, I like eating eggs late. Can I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I especially hate, you know, staying in a hotel and you know, trying to get the most sleep possible, but also you don't want to pay for food because you're on tour, but there's a free breakfast, but maybe you want to sleep an extra hour. Like they're so they're they're very strictly from six to nine breakfast is served and not a second after you. I know how many times you piece of shit. And it's just like, Oh man, you're like, they had vegetables. And they had ham. Uh, uh, they had chorizo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> best best breakfast spread ever, though, from a hotel we stayed at is probably the Mighty Sounds Festival. Oh yeah, I think God, uh, that was that was like a breakfast. I like think about. I I, I still think about how awesome waking up to that, uh, eating that breakfast was. 
was I there? Was that with me, or did you guys play again after? No, you you were with us. Yeah, I just yeah. Rem- I remember waking up and I, at the time I was like, I want to try starting to not eat br- bread, and all they had were like no bread items, and it was so good. Yeah, that festival too was fucking rad. I think like we just straight up asked the hospitality girls like, "Hey, can we get some weed?" And they were like, "No problem," and came back with like a huge bag uh, a huge for bag us. Of weed. It's yeah. part of the hospitality. They they had it off to the side for us anyway. That's a cool festival. I want to go back whenever that's a thing again. And if it's a thing. Not sound too negative. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Hello, my name's Grady. A few years ago, I received a large settlement after I lost four toes, not on the same foot and not in a row. But I've used that money to purchase this large warehouse. And over the past five years, I've been going around the greater Jacksonville area, going to every dumpster and finding as many mattresses as I can. And now I'm passing these savings on to you. Yes, we will trade mattresses for ammo. Yes, we'll trade mattresses to guns. Head on down right now. We're right next to the Greyhound station at Grady's Old Ass Mattresses. And we're here with Tour Pass Podcast. <laughs> Eric, thanks for having us as the host of Tour Pass Podcast. Yeah, no problem. You know, people were always like, oh, you're so great. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you should start a podcast. Oh, you should star in a porno film. And, you know, <laughs> I tell you- them all the same thing. What's that? <laughs> what? what? What's the thing that you so, tell him? Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, so what's going on? <laughs> yeah, man. Didn't you... Um, Am I wrong in saying that you and Duck were going to start a podcast? Or you did? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, the premise of the podcast was we uh, talked about a movie that doesn't have a sequel. Tell the whole uh, audience about the movie. Like, you know, the plot and everything. And then... Uh, and you know maybe how it ends and stuff too. And then we, uh, the other half of it is you pitch your sequel. That that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work because you have to research the film, and then you also have to come up with a whole new sequel. Yeah. But man, we were coming up with some good ones. I think one was called, uh, 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 oh man, it was called like, "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead Too." Or I think it was something like "Don't tell the kids the babysitter's alive." <laughs> the premise was kind of sick. The uh, babysitter comes back alive, and the whole movie—the mom who's only in the movie for a little bit—she's in the whole film as the star, and she's trying to hide the babysitter being alive to the kids when they come and visit her. Yeah, that sounds sick, dude. I really wish you guys uh, try to revamp that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. It, it, Probably will now that we know about Anchor and your podcast and stuff. You know, maybe we'll just steal all your ideas and try to do our own thing. Uh, hey, we're fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, every everybody has a podcast nowadays. Yeah. <clears throat> so we were doing a podcast where I was going to his house. This is a lot easier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt's, in, Matt's in Florida. I mean, I don't fucking need to see him. It's great. I mean, no, this is fantastic. The magical Anchor app makes this all possible. Thank you, Anchor. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Almighty Anchor. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I live while I eat. I love you so much, Anchor. Mm, 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 mm. 
<laughs> anyway, let's get back to touring. Which, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what we're all thinking. Let's get back to that someday. Check it out. Check it out. Touring more like boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. A lot of it is uh fucking boring. Oh yeah, but I feel like um it's good exercise on how to use your time. Yeah, I agree with that. Because you got like so much time and after a while you kind of think about how much of this time you just have to sit around and stuff. So after a while it kind of starts making sense. Well, shit, since I have so much free time, I should maybe, you know, do whatever I can to just stay busy and, you know, eat up all this time. I'm really bored, you know? Yeah. And obviously when you're like in a bigger band and, you know, like bigger than our band and stuff like that, like, you know, I mean, really each show is like a whole day's worth of work with getting set up and rehearsing or doing sound check, making sure the stage is good, you know? And I guess that's kind of thing as your touring evolves is, you know, you, you craft what you're trying to do with the live show and, you know, you kind of build up a routine a little bit. If, it is one of those tours where you're somehow at the venue at three o'clock every day. Yeah, definitely. That's a good way to put it. Um, I, I usually, as far as like less Jake and stuff, don't find myself bored very often. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, but no, in, we've the van, like, in the van, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to find something to do or you're going to lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes too we've just gotten to so many gigs and just had to wait wait around, you know, but uh, but now I don't know, I feel like I'm just really making sure the show's good and you know the and the business is rolling good, you know, kind of finding more things to do with uh my free time in each venue. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing's a pretty interesting experience. I think it uh I don't think it's for everybody, though. I'll definitely say that. Got to have there, like the. Was what was that? Oh well, because you're you're um. I was just gonna say like you're actually the third bass player of pairs, which you should have been the first the whole time, in my opinion. Yeah. Looking back, but um, you kind of jumped in, not late to the game, but pairs already did a lot of touring before you joined. Yeah. And you were kind of just thrown into it. Was yeah. there ever a point when you were like, "Fuck, I don't know if this is for me." No, not really. I uh, when I found out I was gonna join the band and I was pretty much gonna be like touring for a whole year, uh, you know, um, I just prepared myself musically and uh, you know, once I kind of got into the rhythm of doing it, I realized it's like uh, camp or something. And uh, you know, I mean, I definitely realized like you think the grass is greener on the other side or something, and you know, it actually is like, oh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, happiness is where you find it, you know, like it, it just because you're like achieving dreams and stuff like that doesn't always mean you're going to be like absolutely completely happy from then on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, yeah, at least for me, I'm like kind of a complicated person at times like with that. But it was kind of nice. It It's always been something I've wanted to do. It, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, every tour we do whether it's good or bad at the end of the whole thing i'm always like i wouldn't do anything else i wouldn't trade it for anything else uh at this point the things i've sacrificed and i am willing to do is just uncomparable you know i mean i it's just 
the life I really live, you know? Definitely. I think you do a really good job of this. And I think I struggled with doing what basically what I'm trying to say is you do a really good job of maintaining a solid home life and tour life from what I've seen. And I've, I've struggled with that hard in the past, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, I've just just, gotten really lucky with my employers and the people who have lived with me. I've just gotten very fortunate to have a bunch of great people who appreciate me as well. And, you know, we all are able to work with it. Matt, I feel like you have a pretty good, you know, thing with that as well, as far as living and working at home. Yeah, I mean, I've been, like, I've been at, I started at that smoke shop in, like, December of 2012. And I've always just kind of been, like, off and on there, like, and, you know, do a good job at something and people want you around. And, you know. So I think I think that's the main thing there. If you're gonna do anything while you're home, even if it's not necessarily what you want to be doing career-wise, still gotta like be good at it. So they want you to come back when you're gone for like two months. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. New thing to to bring up. Brian kind of uh-huh. gave us the story a little bit, but I want to hear it directly from your mouth about trying to buy weed in Hamburg, Germany. Oh man. <laughs> um yeah, that was that's like one of the sketchiest things I've done. <laughs> if you're comfortable uh, sharing it. I mean, you know. I mean, there's not mu- too much to really share, but uh basically we didn't have any weed and me and Brian always take turns on asking and I asked this one guy who seemed like a really big fan who uh, is still a fan. I actually saw him at, uh, last time I played in Hamburg. Um, with Band-Aid Brigade, right? No, with uh, Pairs, the last time Pairs. Oh, played. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's all good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. I didn't really know where I was, like Hamburg, Germany. Okay, this is, like, where the hamburger comes from, right? But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't realize, like, what Tom Waits sings about, Reaper Bomb and all that. I didn't realize yeah. it's – and uh, – my that was my experience into it was I showed up, talked to this person, and they were like, "Yeah, you got to come with me to get the weed." And I, I, we weren't really thinking about it because we're so used to like having our phones on us and stuff. And I had my phone on me, but it just wasn't working. And uh, and I, he made it sound like it was only two blocks up the street. So I go with him, and we go across the entire like Reaper Bond, and uh, yeah, I just see like the whole like nightlife at Hamburg and stuff basically as we're like walking through like all these alleys and stuff and we finally like get to a dude you didn't go in the car i thought you were in a car for some reason no we weren't we were walking and uh the whole thing was it just uh i don't know like by the time i was like getting to get this weed i realized damn i'm really far away and i don't have a phone so like if these dudes wanted to like kill me or rob me wouldn't really be that hard but uh but luckily they're actually pretty all right guys um I did feel a little bit like it was training day because I was trying to get the weed and uh, they were talking and the guy looks at me who's going to give me the weed and he's like talking to the guy and the guy looks at me and he's like, here, like, can you do some like coke with us? And it's like, what? And he's like, yeah, well, we got to make sure you're cool. And it's like, um, 
okay <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like all right i mean i'm not a narc or anything but it, it was also just like, like he offered it to me at first and i was like oh i'm good man and he's like no like we need to make sure you're cool it's like oh fuck like not a cop or like just yeah, like know. not a cop and just make sure like yeah pretty much it's like yeah dude i'm definitely not from here i'm pretty sure I'm well not he, they knew i was in a band and stuff but i don't know maybe they were just uh, like I keep saying, they were just making sure I was cool. So uh, anyway, that whole thing was a little sketchy. By the time I got back to the, I mean, we were saying that, which is above the venue, uh, everyone in our group was basically like, "Whoa, dude! If you were gone for another hour, we were like going to straight up call the cops and stuff." And I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. So now we have a new rule: we never do anything like that alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, whenever I mean, like I don't I've find had someone like... going away from the group, but if you have two people from the group with you, or like one other person from the group with you, your chances of being brutally murdered are probably going to go down. Yeah, whenever I've had to like procure anything like in Germany, such as that, I've mainly just used like the local stagehands or whoever was there was always able to hook it up. Yeah, always. I said, I don't know about like going with someone outside of the venue. I'd be totally sketched out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. At the time, I was just like, because at this period, we had done so many um, Europe tours. I was kind of convinced, oh, like, you know, like all these people just listen to music and like propaganda and like, I don't know. I was just like, what? I mean, come on. Like, what kind of threat is anybody, right? But that kind of yeah. that kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. I was like, man, I shouldn't go assuming that ever again. <laughs> well, but I mean, they were they. To be fair, they were nice. And the last time I played in Hamburg, the guy showed up and gave me more weed. And I mean, but it was yeah, know. it was just a situation of like, I'm very far away. I have no way to get in touch with anybody. No one speaks English. Yeah. Fuck, am I gonna do if this goes? And back. to make it worse, I feel like if it was really anywhere else, I wouldn't have cared. But it was Germany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you can you can scream, no one will hear you in Germany. Well, where does where does hostile take place in that like in Sylvania? No, it's a made up country, I think. It's in oh, okay. it's in it's in Sylvia. That sounds made up. It's made up. I just made it up. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm third generation Sovian. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. What are you, Eric? Actually, I don't even know. Like, what's your, what's your um, heritage? Well, my biggest heritage is probably Irish, and then a little German and Scottish, and I actually have like one relative who was like a great grandmother or something, who was like uh, in the Trail of Tears, and this lady, oh, looks, wow. yeah, and this lady looks hardcore. She like uh, had like an eye patch and everything. She had a really, she had a really rough life, from what I heard. Um, but yeah, but I like to think that's where I get my little olive complexion at times. By the way, so she, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. What were we gonna say? Oh, that's it. No, you just said by the way, as if you were gonna say something else. Oh, I think that's where I get my olive complexion. No, from... you said that, and then you said <laughs> by the way, and then I, I don't remember. God damn. Sounds it. sounds to me like your family has historically bad luck with eyes. Yeah, I know. Oh, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Because the other day when I was on that fishing trip, I was thinking about her. Because there was a point during this fishing trip, my eye was out for so long that I was kind of starting to start just, you know, you, 
like when you can't see out of your eye for like eight or nine hours, you can start questions of, well, what if I just didn't see out of this eye for the rest of my life? Like, you know, what if, what if this was like the moment that I just can't see out of this eye for whatever freak accident happens? That's never happened to me, so I wouldn't know. But I'd be terrified if I couldn't see out of one of my eyes for. Would would you would you wear a patch? Yeah, I'd wear a patch. I mean, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, you gotta wear a patch. I mean, man, if you're not wearing a patch, you're doing it wrong. I don't know that rapper Fetty Wap. You know, he didn't have a patch, and he just got a. Uh, you know, it would be sick man, too. No, no, I don't know what Fetty Wap has. What man, does Fetty Wap have? Eric can attest to this. I used to fucking play so much hip hop to the point where everyone in the band wanted to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I've been around you on tour. Little Yachty. Little Yachty. Oh, Jesus. Once, and I also like a lot of country, and me and Harmon were driving somewhere once, and he's like, so you just, do you just like the worst of all genres? <laughs> <laughs> See, I can actually deal with country, but, like, I mean, I can deal with rap music, too, but I just like rap music that's got a good beat melody. I don't want to hear, like, some guy who's just, like... Mumbling. A, I don't know. Yeah, like, it just... And and what drives me even crazier is I hear the song and it just really doesn't get my interest. But I see so many people around me like singing every single fucking lyric and like shaking their ass. And you know, I do ask the question like, "What is wrong with me?" Like, you know, I'm kind of like, "Oh man, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you know." I I I, I want to understand the appeal, but I, maybe I'm just tainted from being a musician for so long. I just at times I'm like, "Oh, but, I mean, that's not." But really, that new Billie Eilish song, that melody. What's your uh, What's your favorite band that you've gotten to tour with or play a oh, show with? That's a really good question. Probably the Descendants. Yeah, you guys did a lot um, on that last Europe tour when we when we crossed paths. I think you guys were like hanging out on their bus a lot and shit, right? Yeah, they're they're friends. Um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm buds with Milo actually. Um, which is I never thought would happen in my lifetime, but he actually, when they uh, saw me last summer, they were all like, Oh man, your health is, you're, you're looking so great. And like all felt like inspired and shit. And you know, it was nice. Really nice. It was kind of like tour dads. It was like, Oh, you're taking good care of yourself. Oh, come on the bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was cool too. Cause we were talking about, you know, we just, it was before we did this new record and we were talking about that and they were telling us about their stuff and, uh, it was just good talking with them, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, easily them because I can watch, I've, I've watched almost every time I played with them. I've watched their set. It never gets old. Um, and then I would say, I'm going to just say three. Uh, and then I yeah. would say, uh, propagandi. Nice. They were, we played with them a bunch last summer too. And, and we've played a couple of shows with them before that, but man, they are just, the more I watched them, the more I was like, man, this is a band of our generation, really. Like, I mean, obviously their early stuff is like, you know, a fat wreck thing. And like, you know, like a lot of people in the punk world love that stuff. And I don't think they really dig too much of their later stuff. But man, if you really listen to all their new stuff, like Victory Lap and everything. Um, I love their later stuff, dude. It is so epically fucking good. Like, would you guys yeah. be offended if, if I said that they're like, you know, in the Wilhelm scream world, like their new stuff? Right? Is that is that wrong to say? I'm, I mean, like just epically it's, good. 
in the sense yeah. it's more technical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, I hate to pigeonhole either band. I love both those bands. Yeah, I I would say that, but I almost can't even really. I mean, it's, it is the type. It is both techie bands, but I just feel like uh, I feel like I don't know. I haven't listened to New Wilhelm Stream in a second, so I I, I can't really judge my notes here too well. But I just feel like. Um, I don't know, like Propagani's gotten to this point where they'll like lay down an eight, nine minute song and, you know, don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, for a yeah. Fan I, th- too, I think there's, insane. I think there's really something to be said about that, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know Brian hates long songs, but, uh, Pretus, uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's just so good. It's like, after like watching them live a bunch, it's like, what would you even change out of that? You know, it's just so epic and the buildup and the music and the vocals and the highs and the lows and the dynamics. It's so good. And you also, your, your third, the third, oh, go the third ahead. one would be Dag Nasty. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a long time. I was torn with you guys when you did that. That was my second Paris tour and it was in Europe. So that made it sick as fuck too. But yeah, I mean, just meeting Brian Baker and. I mean, they're just such a good band. Like, you know, I can listen to uh, all those records and, you know, feel pretty inspired. And also, I like playing with them live because they were giving their all, you know. And I think what I liked about. Go ahead. Oh, that's it. I just liked how, like, um, you know, like to it or like pretty much, I could be wrong, but pretty much everyone in the band but Brian Baker wasn't really doing music other than that band. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that was just their project. OG lineup. And I think the lead singer wasn't even on the recordings. Like, but he was the original singer. Mm-hmm. Or some, I could be wrong about that. But, like, it's just so cool. Like, imagine, like, a band you were in when you were a teenager. And then in your, like, 40s. Oh, yeah, we're going to go tour Europe. Yeah, I mean, Descendants. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but Descendants like toured a lot. A uh, maybe band, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel yeah. like, like it, it must be cool to have that in your past, and then be in your forties and be like, "How are you doing a reunion tour?" Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, the, those have been probably the. I mean, we played with a lot of really great bands. We played a lot of great festivals with a lot of great bands. So it is kind of hard to even really. Yeah, those are just three off the top of my head. But oh. one, two, three. Three, two, Four. one. Three, yeah, Five. that way. Thank you. Uh, Eric, I really want to talk about your jacket, Eric's jacket. Can we talk about your jacket? Yes. Jacket I found in Idaho. That's still in Cameron's possession. <coughs> it's whose? It's in whose possession? Yeah, he has the jacket. He said he was going to get it framed. Who, wait, who has it? Uh, Cameron from Iowa. Cam, yeah. So bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good. I don't really know what else there is really is to say about it. <laughs> I don't know why I, I want to bring it up. It was three times too big for me, but I uh, it, I was like cold and uh, it was cold and rainy, and we were like by this like uh, um, kind of like thrift, like walking thrift kind of thing, like on the street. And uh, they had a jacket, a leather jacket, and I got it, and it was too big. And then uh, all these, like, weird, ugly pockets. It was a really ugly jacket. All these weird (laughs) patches were on it and stuff. And there was, like, this note in, like, one of the pockets that was 
literally from the heartbreak kid. And uh, it was just basically like this guy like saying he's going to like he has to leave you and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, my God, like what a weird biker love story tale going on here. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember being like, Eric, because like, you got this jacket and you're, you know, not the biggest dude. Yes. And it, and it was just huge on you. Also, it ridiculous. It was a blanket. Yeah. And like you're wearing it. And uh, I was like, Eric, like, fuck these dudes. Like, fuck every- everyone in the band was making fun of you. I'm like, dude, fuck them. If you like that jacket, man, like, who cares? And you yeah. were like, no, I'm just cold and wet. It's a practicality. Yeah. I don't care about it. And then, became- a cu- and then a couple of months later, I got the best leather jacket of my life. Yeah. Which fits you great. Yeah. I love that jacket. Yeah. But, yeah. So just remember, boys and girls, if you get an ugly jacket and you set it free, maybe a really uh, beautiful uh, swan jacket come back to you and make all your dreams come true and make all the people who make you uh, uh, spontaneously combust. Yeah. I mean, that's a life lesson. That's something to write down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like God. It's a little bit like God. <laughs> what if, what like if God? really made you paranoid about God? Like, he's always watching you. I mean, it's I guess a weird, it's a, yeah, it's a weird concept. I mean, I'm not cool with it. I don't really want to live life like that. He's always watching you. You better, you better pray that he doesn't kill you today. <laughs> <laughs> but how, do, how does he watch everyone at the same time? Dude, he created Dude, us. We don't fucking know. We don't, don't ask. Didn't you watch that Jim Carrey movie? Like Bruce Almighty? <laughs> yeah. He, you know, that's how that works. Why is that yeah. movie based in Buffalo, New York? Also, nothing against Buffalo, New York, but because man, they had to have good chicken wings for the movie. Remember? Yeah, that was important. When Gabriel, did they have chicken wings? Gabriel's Gate. If you're ever in Buffalo, New York, mm, good chicken wings. I just remember that there's Dino Barbecue, Dinosaur Barbecue, or something. That's that's a Buffalo thing. What's that? It's just like a famous barbecue spot in, in oh. Buffalo. Yeah. I thought they actually had dinosaurs that they barbecued. Uh, no, because they're... Uh, it's, Fake it's, advertising. Yeah. What what else is cool about Buffalo, Dante, since you're such an expert? Uh, Canada's right there. There's like, that. Like right there. Um, it's cold. It's what? It's cold. It's definitely a little cold, probably. Yeah. yeah. A little cold. Yeah. Eric, what's your what's your favorite spot in the U.S.? Like a, I don't know. What's your favorite like town that you wouldn't think of that you're like, you know what? Fuck yeah, this place. Oh, uh, you know what? Oh, man, there's a place in North Carolina I feel that way about. Oh, what's it called? No, uh, what's that like? One small hippie town. Asheville. Yes, that place is awesome. Asheville's really cool. Yeah, you were there yeah. with tears. I was there a little bags a long time ago, and it was great. I remember going there, and I remember leaving being like, you know, I'm not too big on mountain towns because I grew up in one for a while, but this is a cool place. Like, is it, wasn't, wasn't Matt from there? No, I'm from no, Orlando. He was from no, South Carolina. Not you, Harmon. <laughs> Matt, That's who was the drummer of, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, he's, he's from, from South uh, Carolina. Uh, what's that one place? Uh, with the C. Uh, Charleston. Charleston, that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about you, but, Harmon? What's your favorite weird town? My favorite weird town? It used to be, but, like, the reason it isn't there anymore. But, anyway, uh, Super Villains used to always play, like, this little place in, like, San Luis Obispo. And, like, I think it's kind of Northern California or whatever. But they used to have this amazing Belgian French fry place next to it where it was, like, there's 20 different types of seasonings you could choose for the fries and, like, 20 different types of dipping sauces. And it was oh, amazing. That. It was amazing. That sounds- but that... Yeah, but unfortunately, that fry place isn't there anymore. But before that, yeah, that was like my favorite place. Most of my favorite places are based around food. Big surprise. Ah, nice, nice. That's a good way to look. There's this place every time we go to Smalls in uh, Detroit. They have uh, this place down the street. I think it's called like Royal Grocery maybe or something. And Mm -hmm. they have the best. um, Oh, man, what are those little tight wraps called? Uh um not euros um shit i can't remember the name of it now but it's like uh, it's like middle eastern food yeah it's like the really tight wraps that i can't think of at this second for some shawarma? reason yes that's yeah. it best shawarma royal grocery so remember when you're at Buffalo, new york gabriel's gate and when you're at smalls in detroit royal grocery what about just, um? Oh, well, I've done I've done shows at Stubbs Barbecue in Austin before. That was pretty awesome. Wait, what was it called? Stubbs, like done shows. Oh, at I've heard that's like the best in Austin. Oh, it's amazing because like Stubbs has like a, they have like a small like kind of inside room in their basement, and then they have like the big amphitheater where you know like fucking Modest Yahoo live at Stubbs or whatever that shit is was done. But yeah, their bar their food is fucking amazing. And I don't think they feed you for free if you play in the small room. I think you just get like a discount or whatever, but it was worth it. <laughs> well, see, I, f- I feel like I get way excited about food on tour because sometimes, sometimes you have no choice over it, but sometimes it's like the one choice you have that day. Like you're, you're going to have to do loading, you're going to have to do sound check, you have all the other shit you have to do, and then you have the show. But like your time to go eat food, that's like when you get to make a choice on what you're going to do. So like... Certain days, I don't care. It's like, fuck it, there's McDonald's. But other days, it's like, what's around here? I want the best meal I can get right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In the past, it's always been based upon my budget. But now that I'm becoming more of an actual adult, I'm kind of realizing how to do that. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, w- I would say, like, maybe once or twice a week on tour, I do that kind of thing. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to have a good meal today, you know? Yeah, because a lot of times, like, especially when you're in Europe and you have, like, all those different coins, which you can't do anything with when you come uh, home. Yeah. You go to McDonald's, just get like two cheeseburgers and paying all in like 10 pent or whatever euros or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Snickles. Like, yeah. Hey, take all my coins and give me cheeseburgers. Very fuck nice. yeah. That's actually making me hungry and I'm going to go fucking eat some goddamn food now. Yeah, I'm but hungry it, too. Eric, it's been fucking rad, man. We'll have you back oh, on yeah. sooner or later. Okay, yeah, Eric, cool. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Too. Matt, Dante, appreciate y'all. Do you have anything thanks to plug, do- Eric? Uh,. Here's the band on yeah. all uh, social medias. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's pretty much it right now. Um, you got a new project coming up. We won't talk about it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got some things working right now. Quite a few things. They're yeah, all a little. But let's just say while quarantine's going by, some music will come out on Spotify. So. All right. Well, thank y'all for having me, and y'all have a good day. And uh, thank you, listeners out there. Yeah, man. Well, thank for doing this. We'll wrap this. 
wrap this up real quick on our end uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Tour Pass Podcast. You can email us tourpasspodcast at gmail.com. And if you get on the Anchor app, you can find our podcast and you can send us a voice message. And if you say something cool, we'll put it on the show. Who knows? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> See you all next week. Thank you, bud. All right. Thank you, guys. Who's got the TPP? It's D-A-N-D-E. Together with the harmony. I love you, podcast. Sure.